Hi, and welcome to the Savvy Social Hour podcast. This show is for female biz babes looking to up-level their business and become rockstar entrepreneurs in no time. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited to chat with you about today's episode. Let's get right into it. Hey, Savvies. Welcome back to another episode of the Savvy Social Hour podcast. I'm here today with Katie Blizzard of katieblizzard.com. Katie is an international marketing and visibility strategist who has been featured in international media, including UK Health Radio and Expat Focus. After managing a team that raised $1 million for a children's hospital in 2016, she found her passion for helping businesses recognize the value of partnering with causes that they care about. This element of social good helps conscious consumers to see their brand as an agent of change versus a profit-generating machine. Today, she helps entrepreneurs grow their socially responsible businesses so that they can experience a life of greater purpose. Katie launched her business after moving to Australia with just about $700 in her bank account. Two years later, she has since built an agency that supports the growth of her business owners worldwide and their missions to do good. Now she is on a mission to create a collective of impactful impactful influencers who will use their influence for the greater good in order to support brands that are making a difference. I'm so excited to have Katie here today to talk all about the whirlwind that is online business and how to stay motivated during the ups and downs of that process. So let's dive right in. Hi, Katie. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited you're here and I cannot wait to chat with you today. So before we dive into the episode, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and just how you got started doing it all. Of course. Thank you again for having me. It's so awesome to finally connect with you because I know I've been following along with, you know, your journey as well. So it's really great to be here. Um, So a little bit about me. Basically, I started my online business from a need. So basically, when I came to Australia after living in the United States my whole life, um, I really came here just to kind of cliche as it sounds, find myself. And although I did find myself a little bit, I actually met a boy as well. So that kind of changed my entire world. Um, Ended up moving my whole life over here to Australia and then I needed to find work and with a background in hospitality and event management, you know, I was kind of limited in a sense because I was in kind of a rural part of Australia. There wasn't a lot going on. And because I was still on kind of a visitor visa, I really struggled to find work. So that's kind of where I turned to the internet and tried to figure out exactly how I'd be able to make money because you know, we all need that to survive. So I started out my online journey actually making pretty much $5 a day, um, enough to make coffee doing survey websites. Um, I'm sure plenty of people have seen them before, like Swagbucks and those sorts of ones where it takes so much time, energy. And, you know, for me, I've been working since I was 14. So I was like, okay, at least I'm contributing somehow, even if it's just for my coffee, you know. And then from there, um, clearly that wasn't working. So after a couple of weeks of doing that, and um, I'm really thankful to my boyfriend for really sticking through and being there to help me and support me through the journey, I started working as a virtual assistant. So that's kind of where I got my 
start um, in the business side of things. And yeah, today I am signing kind of 5K clients and it, it hasn't been an easy road. Um, the beginning of November through February was really the peak. And then let me tell you, March was like the biggest valley ever. Um, so I'm kind of on that rebound right now. Yeah, well, you have an interesting story so far, like, you know, going from the U.S. to a different country and then, you know, trying to figure out how to make it work. And that's so cool to me because I've lived in the South in the U.S. my entire life. I've literally only gone to Mexico. Like, I've never been out of the country. So it's other than Mexico, of course. But it's really cool to hear your journey and kind of how you went from VA to, you know, kind of scaling and stuff like that. So I'm kind of interested to hear more about your story and, you know, your journey to 5K and then where you're at now. So like you just said, you scaled your business pretty quickly to 5K months. Um, how were you able to do that? You know, honestly, I think it was just as soon as I niched down on exactly the types of people that I wanted to work with, that's when it all kind of started to fall into place. And I must say that in the last six months, um, my ideal audience has actually done just a bit of a change. Um, mm -hmm. So it, in November was when I launched Social Greatness Strategy, which okay. is now Social Greatness Co., um, purely because on every recording, I could not say strategy correctly to save my life. So I kind of just got rid of it. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of what happened was in November, we needed money. Like to be perfectly honest, my business started because yet again, we got to a point in our lives where I was like, I, I have to do something. I have to make a change. And, you know, as much as virtual assisting was helpful, it wasn't, it still wasn't enough. Um, so that's when I got really focused on social media management. I decided to work specifically and exclusively with socially responsible entrepreneurs. I put out a couple of posts into um, Facebook groups and wow. honestly, within 24 hours, I put out my, I just said, um, I'm, opening up spots. I have five spots left for quarter one. You know, at that point in time, I had plenty of spots left, but I just kind of put it in there. But I ended up having over, I think, 200 people commented on the post oh looking for a strategy session with me. And I was holy moly overwhelmed. Like, <laughs> I cannot handle this. But luckily, I didn't give them my booking link straight away. So I did have a little bit of an application process. Um, and I ended up picking, I think I picked 14 people to do okay. strategy sessions with because at that point in time I'd never done them before I it was kind of just going with it um, mm -hmm. and I ended up booking the first six calls I had I ended oh. up booking every single person and I was like uh oh now what That's <laughs> so crazy. it was it was. And it was really crazy to me. Um, and I think it did, in a sense, I was like, okay, maybe I'm a little bit too cheap. But at the same time, it was so awesome to know that right off the bat, I had that. And pretty much all of my um, clients since then have been referrals from those first six people. So that has been amazing. That's really cool. It's great to get such a big response because, you know, when you're first putting it out there, you're like, what if no one, like, responds? What if there's crickets and things like that? So to have that bigger response, I bet that was, like, it made you feel really good. And even though, obviously, you couldn't work with all 200 people, you know, at least getting <laughs> 
sixth of those was really a really big feat for you, I imagine. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really great because those, you know, of those 200 people that did reply, I still have a majority of them on my email list. And that's kind of the second part of what happened really quickly with my business was I went, I went from having zero people on an email list in November to having over a thousand people by the end of December. And I was just like, it was insane. And they were all, you know, for the most part, they were all pretty targeted um, Mm -hmm. in terms of the people that I was adding to the list. But what's so hard for me right now is I'm doing a bit of a switch in my business um, to focus on a totally different age demographic. Uh So it's, it's kind of different. Whereas most of the people that I'm working with now, I'm finding from Instagram instead of Facebook. Um, so it's been really, really interesting to see kind of the different ways of marketing and really getting that engagement and getting people to follow along with my journey um, between those two different platforms. Yeah, no, I totally get it. Um, so now you kind of said you went from $5 to now like 5 k months and then you kind of started going through a dip again. Um, you know, what, how did that come about? Yeah, well, you know what? Um, the biggest thing is passion. For me, I I really set up my business to be all about making an impact, all about you know the purpose over profit. But every you know we all have those moments where we have to put profit first, and yeah. we have to we have to look at it in a way of you know what we need to really not only live but <laughs> enjoy life. Um, so I ended up. I ended up raising, (laughs) sorry about that. I ended up raising um, my prices quite a bit and that kind of deterred a couple of my clients. And then I also went through a phase where my life wasn't stable. Um, We we had planned on moving seven hours north. We had everything situated. We literally had the contract. I signed the contract um, for the real estate, and I realized right after we signed that there was an error in the date. So I ended up emailing her and saying, oh, like, just so you know, like, we signed it, but we need you to send the proper uh, dates back, and we'll do it again. Uh And over the course of that weekend, because it happened on Friday, and she wasn't back in the office till Monday, my partner and I said, we can't move. Like we just something in our head said, we can't move. Billy's a carpenter, um, my partner. And he, there was no work for him up North. Um, Mm -hmm. the rent was super cheap, but there was no work for him. And my business was kind of at, it was at a decent spot. Like I was bringing in enough money, but probably not for a long period of time. Uh, and I kind of just sense that. And that's kind of where, you know, I feel like everything worked out in the right way and at the right time for us in the sense that, you know, the dates were wrong. So we didn't move. But mm-hmm. then after that, we had nowhere to go. So we ended up living at his mom's house for a while. Um, and then finally, we were fortunate enough to f- get um, a space in a tiny house on a farm. <laughs> so we're currently living in a tiny house on a farm. And it's, it's, good because at least I know we're going to be here until you know January most likely mm-hmm. but I'm only just now kind of getting back into that okay I'm settled I know we're going to be here for a while yeah. um and change change will do that to you 
regardless of what sort of change it can be, you know, whether you break up with a partner or if you're moving house or, you know, you have a death in the family that takes such a tremendous toll on yourself personally. Mm-hmm. And, um, it kind of, for me, it took a lot of strength to be able to actually, I ended up letting go two clients that I had had since December uh-huh. because I just was not giving them 110%. Like I know I should have been doing. Um, and I also ended up taking that time to really step back, redigest what it meant to run my business. And ultimately, it kind of has led me on this next phase of kind of what I'm doing. So with everything that was crazy the last couple of months, um, everything's kind of coming back to normal. But like I, I think I told you, I basically went from $5 a day about a year and a half ago, so January, or January, February. And then I had my first 5K month was in December Mm-hmm. And then probably March was when I was kind of back into that, like, it felt like $5 a day again. Um, yeah. Basically, same thing. It was just work that I wasn't enjoying. It was work that I just, the purpose wasn't there anymore. Um, and, you know, when you lose that, I, I told a couple of people, like, I kind of fell out of love with my business. And I really had to dive back into what it meant for me to really bring that love back. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And I I know, I know that feeling. I mean, I've never like fallen out of love with my business per se, but I've had moments where I'm like, I don't even really like this particular service. So why am I even offering it? Because you know, like I don't have to offer it. It's not like um, I'm forced to offer the service that I don't care about. So why am I doing it? And just kind of like reevaluating just on that level sometimes is important too, because it really helps you figure out like what you want to do, where you want to be, what you're passionate about, all those kinds of things. Absolutely. And honestly, as soon as you start to kind of lose that passion, it's so good to take a step back and just kind of reevaluate. Like, is there a reason behind why I want to do this? Um, You know, aside from just knowing that you can get clients with it. And that was kind of for me, like I, I love Instagram so much. And that was kind of the thing that really brought in the most clients for me was Instagram management for a really long time. But Mm -hmm. I got to the point where I was just so tired of coming up with captions for people's businesses that I didn't have a background in. Mm -hmm. Um, So it ended up being so much additional research and this and that and this, whereas I started to realize I really love personal branding. (laughs) Um, So when I realized that, and it took a while to come to terms with that, that that's what I can offer. And, you know, there's no rule saying that I can't. So that's kind of where this next phase of my business is happening, um, that I'm actually planning a personal branding workshop, like a, a live one um, in my local area. So I'm really excited to kind of see how that goes. I'm a little bit terrified because I'm definitely stepping out of my comfort zone in terms of public speaking with it. But I just missed I miss human connection. Um, and I think being out here on the farm as well has kind of added to that mm-hmm. little bit of like anti-socialism that I'm like, okay, no, I need to, I really need to see people one-on-one. So um, this is kind of my way of being able to continue on with my business, continue growing in that personal branding um, and personal development direction mm-hmm. while also being able to kind of 
make more human connection versus all of the online stuff that I've been doing for the last year and a half. Yeah, I just completely get that. I actually used to do Instagram management myself. And yeah, and then I had no energy to do anything for my own Instagram because I was just like so tired of liking and commenting on people's stuff and coming up with captions, like you said. And I was like, I can't do this anymore because my own profiles are getting neglected. So um, yeah, I just decided to just get rid of that service because it was just draining and, you know, I was spending more time than the client was paying me because, you know, Instagram never ends really, at least from my experience. (laughs) Absolutely. It tends to be a bit of a black hole. And honestly, like what really came down, I had one client, um, who she had such amazing content and she, you know, I never had to worry about that, but her content in the moment, whenever she'd be like, Katie, I, I just had this thought today and I'm like, Oh my gosh, just post it now. Like, don't, <laughs> don't let me add it to a schedule. You know, I would much rather that authentic, like when you're in the moment and you can create captions that are associated with your feelings at, at this point in time, it shows up so much better and more authentic and more likable and more, you know, you can just connect with that and you can definitely tell when people are posting from their heart versus from a schedule, you know? Um, and that's kind of where I really have decided kind of from that moment to really focus on the personal development and coming out and showing up as your authentic self and really just showcasing, you know, everyone has different talents. Everyone has different, you know, skill sets. And yes, it's so important to have a team of people to support you. But when you show up day to day as just yourself, that I feel like can be the most powerful um, form of marketing. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And in the past, like with me also, Instagram is hard because you wanted that, if it, especially if it was like a personal brand, not like a corporate company or something, you wanted them to convey what they were actually feeling and you can't make up someone's experience. So like writing captions for people who are people, not brands was just really tough because you didn't know like their experiences firsthand because you're not them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it, it was a whole battle of like, hey, send me whatever you think of and I will, you know, put it into a caption for you. And, you know, it ended up just feeling weird for me because it wasn't actually my words um, because, you know, it was what they were saying, but it just, it seemed a little off. So yeah, um, kudos to people who can do that for people on Instagram, but it was not for me. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. Um, so kind of in that same vein, you know, when our income starts to plateau and, you know, how can we keep our head up when that happens? And, you know, we feel like we're doing everything we can, but the needle just isn't moving our business. So how can we like keep positive and motivated and keep pushing forward when things like that happen? You know, for me, I really did take the time to just kind of step back and actually unfollow a lot of the people that I had been comparing myself to, um, you know, get withdrawal from any sort of stressful Facebook groups, because that, that was part of kind of what made me, I guess, just anxious about my business in general. I thought, okay, I've, I've grown this business so fast and I've sold out my quarter one and, you know, had a thousand people on my, uh, mailing list and all this stuff. But 
then I'm looking at everyone else and I'm like, oh, but I need 5,000 people on my email list before I can host a course and then I can do a, a membership site and do this and do that and do this. And then when I kind of went, I don't need to do all of this. I, I just started this business. I can take it at my own speed. Um, and if I don't want to work with the clients that I was working with for the last three months, mm -hmm. I don't have to. Um, and really just taking time to go back, go back to your message, go back to your why, see if your why is still the same because your why can change every, every month if you, if it needs to until you find the one that really sticks. Um, and that, that's the thing for me, my why has always been to make an impact for causes through businesses. Um, so I've kind of always gone back to that and that's where, I just have to keep focusing on that. Um, but ultimately, my big goal is I want to be able to raise a million dollars for charities through helping socially responsible businesses and influencers. So that's kind of a sneak peek of kind of what's to come. That's um, awesome. Yeah, and that's really cool. It, it just means a lot to me. And I have a background in nonprofits and fundraising. And for me, I've always loved going and targeting businesses for sponsorships. Like that's always been my favorite thing when I was working at nonprofits um, and doing those fundraising events. And I just can see the value of especially small businesses being able to really combine their social impact with their business and their brand and the products they're selling. Um, and you know, today more than ever, people are really becoming conscious consumers and looking at where the products are coming from, who's making them, you know, if there's a social impact behind it or a cause that they support. And it's just so incredibly important. And, um, I saw a statistic, I forget exactly the numbers, but I think it was in the next 20 to 30 years, nonprofits are almost going to be irrelevant because all of these social enterprises are coming up and nonprofits are the first people to lose their grants when the economy goes down. But businesses are always getting grants and always being funded um, by investors and that sort of thing. So it really is the change in this world is going to come from businesses, both small and large. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Hold on. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I love the point you made about like kind of getting rid of those Facebook groups or, you know, people on Instagram or social media in general who really, you know, were kind of making you feel competitive and things like that and just bringing you down. I think that's really important because you know, we're, we put ourselves on the timeline and we don't really need to do that, but we do that because other people do it and then we want to compete and you know, it's not, that's not what it's all about and that's not how we need to do things. So I completely agree with kind of like taking a step back and just making sure those things, um, you know, are taken care of so that we are not always comparing ourselves to the person that's a couple steps ahead of us. Absolutely. And, you know, another big thing that I did was start reading, you know, different just personal development books. Right now I'm reading The Power is Within You. Yeah, The Power is Within You um, by Lewis Hayes. And it's, you know, some parts of it I are still a little bit too woo-woo-y for me, but a lot of it still comes down to just knowing yourself and really understanding why you're here and what you enjoy doing in this world. And when you can show up and be joyful and passionate, that is what the world needs. Imagine if every single person in this world 
did a job that they loved. <laughs> like, imagine how different of a place it would be. And I know it's unrealistic because, you know, not <laughs> Billy always says to me, he's like, Katie, no one wants to show up and be a plumber every day. <laughs> I'm like, I get that, you know, certain jobs need to get done. But if we can just be happy about it, you know, I remember janitors at my school being some of the happiest people on the planet. And they were just so happy and grateful to be a part of that experience of being at, you know, schools and being around kids and just chatting and that kind of thing and you just have to find that joy and it really does go a long way and when you start to lose that joy you kind of have to realize there's a reason that that joy has kind of been taking away and you kind of that's a good deterrent of okay maybe I need to reevaluate my services maybe I need to look into you know changing up my ideal audience and see if working with a different group of people will be you know more beneficial to me and come easier because especially in this online world, we have so many opportunities to get in front of whoever we want. Um, but the biggest thing is just knowing exactly what types of people we want to work with. And, you know, whether it's people or businesses, you know, um, depending on what kind of business you run or services you offer, that's what it comes down to is just really seeing what works best for you and following through with those, um, you know, kind of instinctive pushes to go, yes, this way. Um, and then, yeah, that's, <laughs> that was probably a bit long winded of an answer for that one. But <laughs> no, no, I love that. No, it's, it's really true. And, you know, I, I totally agree with that. And <laughs> I love the point where you said like, no one wants to show up and be a plumber because you know, that's true, but it just needs to get done. So um, I love that. And then what is your biggest tip for kind of getting back on track after we kind of experienced that dip in our businesses and kind of just trying to refocus ourselves? Um, you know, for me, I kind of just stopped. I really took some time to just stop. Um, and I also, this was a big one. I, I thought about, okay, if I sold my business, would I sell my business tomorrow? <laughs> like I tried to think of it as that way. Or if I just ended my business because I wasn't happy with it anymore. And I went, no, I can't do that. Like without a doubt in my mind, I was like, no, I'm not giving away my baby. Um, you know, I can make this work and I can adjust it. And so the thought of not having it kind of helped me go, okay. Let me go back to the beginning. Let me see what I, why I started this. Is there a way that I can readjust this? If none of this happened, you know, kind of wipe everything clean that has happened in the course of however long, you know, either you've been in business or you've been feeling these ways, disregard everything, disregard your email list, disregard all numbers and say, if I could start fresh tomorrow, what would I do differently? Um, and when I did that, it really did help me kind of bring it back to, okay, I want to switch and be on Instagram all the time instead of in these Facebook groups. I want to show up on Instagram live instead of Facebook live. I want to be authentic in my Facebook posts instead of posting a ton of stock photos. Like it kind of like, it kind of made me just take that time to really go, okay, let me just wipe everything clean and start fresh because honestly people that are following you and your journey they're not gonna know what's going on behind the scenes mm -hmm. and 
they're, they're following you. And that's why I'm so passionate about personal branding. Because for me, I know that the people that I still have within my Facebook groups and my lists and all that stuff, they're still following me as a person. And that's actually part of what I've got going on right now. I'm actually in the process of rebranding to be my name, which I never thought I would do. Um, and it's funny because I've had to go back to my virtual assistant website to redo everything. But I'm going back to my name. And that's because people know me. Um, and I think when I kept, when I had social greatness, I had this thought of it being an agency and, you know, but then the thought of continuing to monitor Instagram management and all that stuff was when I was like, okay, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, you know, and just the thought of, um, doing the social media management for 10 years and that kind of thing. I was like, no, I don't, I just can't see that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that I couldn't see that as what was going to be happening for the next 10 years was when I kind of went, okay, now like I need to make a change. And that's where I kind of decided, okay, my story is worth telling, um, you know, in terms of moving, you know, there's so much more to the story, (laughs) but, um, moving to Australia after graduating and all of this, I'm sure there are so many people that can relate to feeling lost after graduating from university or wherever. Um, and trying to find themselves and trying to find what they enjoy doing and making not only a business or, you know, a life ultimately, because you work more hours in a year than you do live, you know? So that's why I'm so passionate about helping people really find something that works for them. um, That will allow them to be as happy as they possibly can and show up with purpose. Yeah, I, I really love that. And that's such a cool shift. And I like, it's cool that you realized it so early on, you know, because some people don't realize, you know, what they really want to do, you know, until they're like five, 10 years down the line. And they're like, wow, I'm really not doing what I want to do. So kind of having that realization earlier, rather than later, um, I think will benefit you in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's funny, because um, with all my social media clients in general, I did bi-weekly strategy sessions with them anyway. And I, I always ended up talking about their personal brand and about <laughs> them showing up as themselves. And, you know, the more I got into the personal branding side of things, I was like, wow, I've been doing this, you know, it's not anything new. And that's yeah. what um, all of my clients, actually, most of my testimonials are regarding, wow, like those extra things that you did, which to me, that just came naturally, mm-hmm. um, helping them to, you know, adjust their colors or change the way that they did captions on their website or copy. And um, although I'm definitely not a copywriter by (laughs) any means, I totally do um, on Word doc for all of my copy, I pretty much just talk it into the Word document um, through like a the microphone and it copy it writes it out for me it's so much yeah it works with google docs so yeah you can google it just say how to talk to type in google docs and um, it'll that is life-changing oh my gosh it is honestly because i i hate typing like i'm really <laughs> even um even my captions for instagram i pretty much talk them talk them out and then just adjust for any spelling errors or grammar errors. <laughs> that's really cool. I didn't, I didn't even know that was a thing, but that's really cool. Um, there you go. That's my top tip. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's really cool. And it, it kind of gives you the confidence going forward because you know you've already been doing it. It's not, like you said, it's not a brand new thing. 
So it makes you feel more confident offering it as a like service to people because you already have been doing it anyway. It's not like you're just pulling out of thin air and you're like, here I am offering branding stuff. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah. All right, let's dive into the three questions that I ask everyone who comes on the show. So what does it mean for you to be an entrepreneur and what is your favorite part about it? So, you know, I know everybody says for the freedom, but honestly, for me, like I, it's funny because I, I haven't yet felt that freedom yet. <laughs> I still feel a bit like a slave to my laptop and phone yeah. at the moment. Um, I'm still kind of working on that and trying to adjust my systems and automations to make it easier for me. But what I love so much about being an entrepreneur is just the fact that I'm, I'm not limited to what I can do. I can t continue to adjust. Um, and I'm, I'm really, I'm not working for anyone else except yeah. myself. So it's been really amazing to just be able to take things as they come, do things on my own, you know, my own speed, my own timeline, no matter how crazy it's been. Um, but that's been, I think the best part is I've really found a lot more about myself and I've been able to really dive deep into you know personal struggles that I've, I didn't even realize I had um, because of working through things for my business kind of recognizing wow these things happening as a kid changed the way that I do this and because I do it like this I should probably look into doing my services a different way and it goes on and on and on but that's been really cool to be able to dig deep into my personal life and um, personalities that I didn't necessarily know were strengths for me um, and go from there. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that because I feel like sometimes I'm definitely a slave to my laptop, especially as a social media manager myself. It's like I am always doing all the things and I feel like with like web design and graphic design and things like that, you're not as tied to your client because you know, you can do it on your own terms versus like social media. It's like, no, we need to be there every day, all day. So it's a little different. And, you know, I feel like there's a little more freedom maybe in other aspects of entrepreneurship. But yeah, definitely not so much with the social media management, especially with Instagram. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I do Pinterest management now primarily. So it's not as crazy because I can just schedule and like not deal with like any engagement stuff because that was what was just sucking all my time but it's still it's still a little bit more intense than you know other things because you're you're always having to be on there no matter what um yep. yeah <laughs> even when you don't even necessarily have to be you still end up being on it yeah and that's kind of that's what I'm trying to get away from and that's kind of part of um my my journey at the moment to try and weed myself out of like the Facebook world and try and bring it back to being a bit more about my personal journey on Facebook um, versus the business stuff. So yeah, it's definitely interesting. And I'm still a part of a ton of Facebook groups, don't get me wrong. But you know, just trying to manage that time and not feel obligated to keep showing up everywhere. Um, really sticking to exactly what I where I want to be. Mm -hmm. um, you know, where I feel like the most confident too. Yeah, and I think it helps with consistency too because you're not just in a Facebook group here and a Facebook group there, on Instagram here, on Pinterest there. I mean, of course, it's good to have a presence, you know, on your core channel, but you know, if you're just throwing stuff out everywhere, you know, your, your audience is gonna get a little confused by it, I think, so. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. 
And then lastly, who is your go-to business resource? Like just the person that you feel like you really resonate with and you enjoy their content that they put out and you're just really inspired by them. Oh my gosh, what a tough question because honestly, there are so many people yeah. um, that I've, it's fun, part of, part of the last month has been kind of a journey of gratitude, like greatness and gratitude has kind of been my, my two words for this past month. And so I've been sending out emails to all of the people that have really inspired me over the past six months. Um, but number one is definitely Carrie Green from the Female Entrepreneur association for me like I just love I love her I love the fact that you know she doesn't pretend like she knows everything but she knows all of the people who do know what she doesn't know Um, and I really love that she's been able to create such a successful membership site that allows her to kind of be the bridge and I say that a lot um, to people and they're like what do you mean the bridge but (laughs) she, she just has the connections and I feel like I've always been that way too you know I'm the kind of person who if I know I can't do something for someone, I always refer them to someone who I know will do a fantastic job and way better than what I would be able to do. Um, and I just really, I respect her and I think she's so elegant and there's so many people that, you know, (laughs) authenticity comes across as they have to be a bit out there and kind of create their own little show and persona. Whereas Mm -hmm. for her, I feel like she's very much real um, and she never tries to be anything other than herself. So I really love that. And I'm trying to kind of embody her in my own way um, with this new rebrand. That's great. Yeah. um, She's, she's great. I remember um, finding out about her when I first started my journey and I've kind of followed along ever since. So that's a new one that someone had said, but a great one, albeit. (laughs) And that's the thing. There are so many incredible business people and, um, you know, everyone, I, I couldn't even say how many people I've been really following along with, um, you know, the last couple months specifically, because that's where I've really been able to go back and reevaluate the things that I want to do is watching inspirational videos on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, like those, those can be so helpful. And I limit myself to two a day um, <laughs> just so that I can really digest them. But yeah, once you, you know, and that it's good to have a lot of people that you look up to as well. Um, mm-hmm. Just, just to know that everybody's different. Yeah. Everybody's and- different. Everyone has their faults. Everybody has, you know, what their strengths are and the things that really showcase um, the best version of themselves. So I I definitely recommend finding, if you haven't yet, find quite a few people that you really look up to um, and just keep keep following along with their journey and know that there's a lot, you know, we're seeing most of the people, especially with Carrie Green, when I found out how long she, it took her to actually get the Female Entrepreneur Association up and running, I was shocked. It took her about three and a half years to Mm -hmm. even open it um because it was a magazine before and I was like what (laughs) like I would have never guessed so when you really dive deep into their histories and see how much actually how much work they actually did before getting to where they are um Mm -hmm. it can really help you kind of recognize okay I'm all right (laughs) like take a take a deep breath you don't have to be perfect now like no one's ever perfect but you know we all kind of we make ourselves try to be perfectionists and um, when we just kind of do it and put it out there and kind of adjust 
from whatever's happening, um, it definitely can help make your life a little bit easier and take that stress away. Yeah, I definitely agree. And another thing is we just see so many different people in the space that have their Facebook ads going or their Instagram ads going. And you're like, I went from zero to 50K overnight, basically. And you think that you need to be that person too. But they're, you know, not everyone is an overnight success. And most of the time, overnight successes were in the making, but no one I was just about to say no one is an overnight success anyone who says they are is full of it um, <laughs> there is so much work that happens and that's the thing it usually it usually happens you know over time they're building themselves up to be whatever mm-hmm. and then you know it, the overnight success is when PR finally happens and mm-hmm. the marketing works and it yeah. you know, skyrockets exactly. but there's so much more that happens before that and I think that is so incredibly important and that's part of um, kind of what my my workshops gonna be about is kind of just really adjusting your personal branding over that point in time because at some point once you get that recognition it can happen immediately overnight and that's where the overnight success happens but there's so much work before that Um, and so it's really good to know that and I wish more people talked about that aspect of you know building up a brand regardless business personal um whatever Yeah, and I always try to be transparent because I mean, I'm not, you know, I always see people with those ads that are like, oh, I went from, I did 10k months, get whatever k months. And like, that's not me at all. Like, I don't make 10k and I don't ever pretend that I do. Um, and I just like to be really transparent with my audience about that because I think it's just so important to just like know, like, because I feel like when people are first getting started, they're like, why does everyone make 10k? <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> No, it does not, it does not come easy. And honestly, like, even when I say like 5k clients, that's also a three month contract. That's 5k. Like, it's not like a, it's not a 5k a month. It's like a, I I get the 5k, but then I have to spread it out over the next three months because exactly, exactly. And then when you really do divide it down by the amount of work, like it's really not that much money. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it is, it's all in the way you present yourself and the way, you know, I, I really hate, I, it's funny because I, I actually made a landing page for, I was going to do, I hate doing online courses and webinars. I'm just going to put that out there. I really, I've made, I've made so many, but I just really dislike it. I hate talking to a slideshow. So it might change. I think after I do a couple of live workshops and get that like under my belt, Mm -hmm. I might decide to do more. But I just, that non-personal connection to people has been really tough for me to kind of break down that wall. And um, yeah, like I, I had a landing page for like a, I forget what it even said, but I, I was disgusted in myself because I made the caption like everyone else's, like <laughs> how I made 5k. And I'm like, no. And I never even shared it with anyone. <laughs> I was just so I was like, I cannot believe I, I stooped there. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I, I feel that. Um, yeah. 
it's just one of those things where like people who have income reports, but then they're like, here's my total expenses, but they don't break down how much they spent to get there, like on advertising or anything like that. I'm like, what's the point of an expense report if you're just sharing the overall total of expenses? I know. And and I will say on the opposite end of the spectrum, Elise Dharma. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I love her income um, reports. Yes, they're amazing. I just they are they're like, awesome. Yeah, I, I was like, it's wow, real. they're so thorough. They're real. She puts every single expense you could think of, and she's not like, oh, I just made X amount of expenses, and you know, not. She gives a full breakdown, and I really, really appreciate that because it's so transparent and so necessary. Yeah, absolutely. She honestly, she is. I credit her for pretty much everything in my business at this point because she was the one who I my very first time taking an Instagram and I, I did the free course. Like I didn't even do like upgrade to pay or anything, but I took her five day mini course. And, um, that was the start of my business basically, because it was through her strategies that I grew my Instagram. And then I took her freelance biz in a box, which is an amazing starter course for anyone looking to start their business. Um, and I used her script to land those six um first six clients so she's amazing too like carrie green's great but elise dharma is right up there with her um just as someone who's real relatable doesn't hide when she messes up like shows her income report so thoroughly like explains herself you know is never afraid to put something out there and let it fail uh, and that's kind of been one of my faults is i've created so many things. I have a membership site, fun fact, that it has never, like I launched it and then the hosting crashed. So, and that was right before, yeah. So that was right before I moved. So I was like, okay, I'm not doing a membership site and I still, I'm still gonna use it at some point in time, but I just, yeah. When when you're not stable, a membership site is like the most tedious, like oh my gosh, so many yes. different odds and ends that I'm like, I'm just going to hold tight until I'm in a more stable place. <laughs> um, and then we'll relaunch that at some point. But yeah. it's not like a top priority anymore. Yeah, no, I feel that membership sites are really difficult. And I had launched one and I was like, I got like four members and I'm like, oh no, I need to like, not because I only had four members, but I just was not liking how I had it set up so then I just like look like sorry guys like thank <laughs> you so much but and yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm and it's, so, it's so good to know though because people don't see that you know people I feel like we all put out the course and once you have a course that works well for you, I see it over and over and over and over and over again, which is mm -hmm. so good because you can do that. Like you can create those evergreen courses and that sort of thing. If that's your thing. Um, but it's okay to fail. If you put something out, if you put, you know, for me, I, I had so much work into this membership site. It's so many people that collaborated with me and created courses specifically for it. Mm -hmm. And I kind of had to, I had to kind of be like, well, guys, I really appreciate everything you did. I'm going to hold on to everything, but I just want you to know, like I'm pressing pause and I yeah. don't know when I'm pressing play again. Um, and that's just how it was. And as soon as I made that decision, holy moly, did I feel better because I was so stressed and um, it wasn't healthy. I wasn't healthy. I wasn't in a good mental space. And when I made that decision, that was probably one of the best decisions I've made in my business was saying, it's okay to not follow through with this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like for me, I did the same thing. I put pause on it and I'm going to relaunch it as something completely different um, next month in October. 
Um, cool. That will actually be uh, uh, before this goes live. But yeah, so um, I'm excited to relaunch it. But I don't, I don't know. Like my audience, for some reason, like they don't really seem to understand the value of a membership site. They're like, because they're like, I just want to do it. And I don't want to pay a monthly fee. So I think it might be better for them to have like the yearly or lifetime access fee because they're like, I don't care how much it costs. I just want to have forever access to it without the monthly recurring fees and having to make live streams and all that stuff. You know, a little bit different than a course, but yeah, that's just one of those things. I'm like, hmm, we'll see if my audience takes it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and it's so tough, especially for me, like with all the different time zones and stuff, trying to work out oh, when yeah. I could... Uh, it just is nuts. And I'm in so many memberships that I can't take advantage of those live Zoom calls. So it's been really tough for me in that sense um, with a couple of the ones that I'm in. So that's kind of where I was like, I'm okay. I think I just want to start working one-on-one -on -one with people and doing live workshops and yeah. go from there. I mean, um, it's okay. It's cool. it's okay yeah. Do. And you can always, that that's the best part is you can always come back. <laughs> like mm -hmm. you can always show back up and, um, as long as you know you stay consistent like like we've said before i'm always showing up still on instagram and still you know putting things out on my facebook page and that sort of thing so i'm never too worried about people necessarily forgetting who i am mm -hmm. but it's also important to recognize when you're putting too much energy into something that your heart's not into exactly and when you when you recognize that it can be a really big turning point for your business um, to kind of know it's okay to press pause or even stop and just leave it in a corner and then in 10 years time dust it away if you have to <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> yeah yeah I mean a lot of people don't talk about that so that's I really love that we touched on in this episode but let's know where we can find you so your website your social channels all that good stuff yes so Find me, um, I'll say katieblizzard.com. I'm guessing by the time this is live, that yeah. should be all up and running. Um, and then you can find me on Instagram at katieblizzard and at, on Facebook, just come and friend request me. It's Katie, K-A-T-E-E, -E, Blizzard. I'm like, I think there's one other one who's trying to be me. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's really her name, but yeah, I'm pretty sure she was Catherine until like a week ago and now she's Katie <laughs> with two E's. So, but you'll find me. Um, yeah. And if you ever have any questions, feel free to email me as well. Uh, Katie at socialgreatness.co or whatever. I love to chat. So if you ever want to have a complimentary brand, personal branding strategy session, I would love to hook you up with one. Perfect. Well, I will link everything down in the show notes so everyone can go and check you out. And thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. And yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all of the details from this episode by going to www.savvysocialhour.com slash episode 68. Make sure to join the Savvy Social Media Babes community Facebook group for daily prompts, updates on the podcast, and more. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. You can find us on the web at www.savvysocialhour.com. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Savvy Social Hour and like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash Savvy Social Hour. New episodes will be released every single Tuesday and Thursday. See you next time.